here, and welcome to another episode of the Coaster 101 Podcast. I'm Andrew Stillwell, and I'm joined this week by John Stevenson in Tennessee. John, how's it going? Good. Happy to be here. Same to you. Uh, joined by Nick again this week. Nick, how are you? Pretty good. And we are joined by Shane somewhere in New England, but probably Massachusetts. Shane, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you guys? I'm fantastic. It's a uh, finally... 2020, we have managed to put it behind us. Um, but last week, we did talk about our highlights of 2020, uh, but now we've officially gotten that year behind us. It's time to talk some of the roller coasters and other attractions that are opening in 2021. Um, there were several coasters that were delayed in 2020 that have, have now become official 2021 coasters, um, but there have also been some new construction that was scheduled to open in 2021 anyway. But let's start with those 2020 coasters. Obviously, we've done enough talking about 2020 as a year, um, but the coasters that got delayed that are going to open uh, later this year what are those coasters you guys are most excited about? John, I'll uh, go ahead and start with you. Yeah, so I think one of the ones that I am, I mean, have I think we've all been waiting for for so long is Iron Gwazi at Busch Gardens Tampa. And this has been, of course, um, you know, this is the GCI uh, dueling wooden coasters that opened in 99, which um, kind of had a, had a, uh, bumpy ride literally and figuratively um, in its life. And I think the uh, one side, the uh, let's see, I think it was the tiger side was closed in 2012, the end of 2012. And then by 2015, the other, the lion side had closed as well. And um, so it's kind of been just sitting there uh, for, for a few years. And then um, you started to see some, some movement at the, at the site. And so, Long story short, Rocky Mountain Construction, or RMC as we frequently refer to it as, was brought on board and they have just transformed. I mean, I I don't know the percentage of how much of the former structure has been reused, but it's not a lot. Um, I mean, you look at this thing and it it is just a giant. Um, Of course, it's a single track now, um, but it just, it's uh, 206 feet tall, top speed of 76 miles an hour, two inversions. vertical drop. I mean, it is just a 91 degree drop, uh, to be specific. It is just a monster. And, uh, you know, this was one that was originally supposed to open in 2020. I was actually, um, planning to go in March and hoping that in simpler times, the biggest thing I was worried about in March was whether or not it was going to be open when I went, of course, 2020 had much greater things in store. Um, but now it's scheduled to open in 2021, and, and I think it's it's just going to be a home run for for both RMC um, and and this park. Um, not too far from Iron Gwazi in Orlando, we've got Icebreaker at SeaWorld Orlando, and this is a little bit um, compared to Iron Gwazi, a little bit tamer of a of a of a coaster, but it's a more family style uh, Skyrocket coaster from Premier Rides. It's about 1,900 feet long, 93 feet tall, top speed of 52 miles per hour. It's, it's uh, uh, I don't know about calling roller coasters cute, but it is smaller and, and looks, it's just kind of adorable looking um, <laughs> pictures of it at least. Um, and so it is, was originally supposed to open in 2020 as well, um, but now is going to open in, uh, in 2021. So um, it's got a, a multi-pass launch, which means it'll launch um, forward and backward. And uh, so I think it, it's going to be a good addition for this park. I think it's going to be a great 
kind of step up ride for for people who are maybe looking for kids who are going from like Journey to Atlantis up to uh, Kraken and and some of the more um, intense coasters there. But now that we're on the subject of SeaWorld, uh, we can just hop to the other coast to check out uh, Emperor, which is the B&M dive coaster that is um, going to be opening in 2021. Nick, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think this one could be a little bit of a, a, a surprise to some people because although this is going to be, I think, the smallest B&M dive coaster in the United States, um, it only has uh, six across seating, whereas a lot of the other ones like Valraven at Cedar Point has eight across and Griffin at uh, Busch Gardens Williamsburg has 10 across seating. Uh, this Emperor at SeaWorld San Diego only has six. And uh, whereas the other dive coasters, I think, are all at least 200 feet tall, this one's only 153 feet. I think uh, San Diego has a lot of uh, height restrictions out there. Um, I I think it might surprise some people just because I think it's going to be a small, compact layout that it could be more intense than people are expecting. There's going to be three inversions uh, within the 2,411 feet of track. Uh, So I think it's going to be a pretty uh, rapid-fire inversions, one after the other another no no dead spots in the track or anything like that and the, and the the ride is actually fully built and it has been testing you can go onto youtube and you can watch some videos of it testing so it does look like it's uh, going around the course pretty snappy there so uh, i think it could be a pretty fun one for sure and yeah you mentioned you mentioned those inversions and i'm looking at the, the list here it's got everything else in the uh, dive coaster arsenal it's it's definitely you know it's going to pack a big punch in a small footprint i feel like exactly Yep. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, you know, don't, don't count out the, uh, the height because the, the, one of the dive coasters I've been on, um, is, uh, Baron 1898, uh, in the Netherlands, which is, I think only like 90 uh, feet tall, but, um, that, that's a really, uh, whippy and, uh, inversion filled ride. So, you know, dive coasters, especially, um, they don't have to be the tallest and fastest to really, um, pack a punch. But Shane, I mean, you, you obviously you talk about coasters that are smaller, but you know, you're going to talk a little bit about one of the coasters that is actually a larger version of something we've already seen before. Uh, Jersey devil at six flags. Great adventure. Yeah. In, uh, New Jersey. Uh, so Jersey devil appropriately named, uh, is an RMC, uh, single rail coaster. Um, so kind of like, uh, wonder woman and Railblazer. um, those two are clones of each other, uh, but this one's going to be different. Uh, this one's actually going to be uh, 130 feet tall. Um, it's going to go almost 60 miles an hour, which is uh, impressive, especially when you consider um, that these, since it's a single rail coaster, um, there's one person per car on these trains. Um, so you're really going to feel that. Uh, there's three inversions on this. Uh, there is a zero G stall, uh, a zero G roll, and a dive loop, um, which are all uh, awesome elements on other coasters, some of them uh, on the smaller versions as well. Um, and almost a 90 degree drop. It's uh, 87 degrees, which um, is uh, the clones have a 90 degree drop. So uh, RMC is definitely looking to expand this single rail uh, coaster, I think. So uh, this being close to me, I'm excited to try this one out for sure. Another Six Flags coaster that allegedly is going to open in 2021 that was a 2020 coaster is uh, down in texas and it is the first of the mock power splashes 
um, at Six Flags over Texas. What about that, Shane? Uh, yeah, so that one uh, that one's actually taller than Jersey Devil, which is interesting. Uh, it's 146 feet tall. That is, like you said, a power splash. Um, so it's essentially two vertical spikes. Uh, and the car is kind of like a boat, sort of like you see on Journey to Atlantis a little bit, uh, the SeaWorld parks. And it'll basically just go uh, up and down those spikes. Uh, it's got an LSM launch to launch it uh, out of the station. Um, kind of think of if you've seen those uh, intimate impulses, similar to that where you launch forwards and backwards uh, up spikes. Uh, but the difference here is that there's a water uh, splash uh, pad in the middle, splash track. Um, so when the train uh, if you can even call it that uh comes down the spike uh it makes a huge splash when it goes um inside that pad so if you look up uh, there's some of these uh, internationally um so if you look up some videos you can uh, see what we're talking about with this uh mac power splash but uh, i'm really excited to see this uh, come to the united states yeah and we have the, there's a couple articles on the website that explain how that uh, water splash works because the, the pool's actually empty for the first couple times the car uh, goes back and forth across the track. And then for the last time, it fills up the pool really quickly. Yeah, if you just go to the site and use the search box and search Aquaman, that's the first one that'll pop up. So Nick did a great job with that. It's a really, really interesting read. And if you don't want to use the search bar on the website, uh, you can text Aquaman to 419-742-2101. And thank you to our good friends at Ulimi for our text code. But speaking of roller coasters with multiple launch sections and traversing the same amount of track twice, uh, one of my kind of home away from home parks is Busch Gardens Williamsburg in Virginia. And back in January, again, feels like 100 years ago at this point, I got to take a construction tour of Pantheon. Pantheon is an Entenmann multi-launch coaster um, that is being built at uh, Busch Gardens Williamsburg. And... It's got a, a really, really unique kind of switch track element that can just, it can change directions in a couple of times. It's got this vertical spike. It's got a beyond vertical drop on a top hat. It's got two of these crazy like banana roll inversions. And then there's a zero G roll. As someone who loves Bush Gardens Williamsburg, seeing this coaster constructed at, at this point 12 months ago uh, and still haven't seen a train on the track i cannot wait to ride pantheon it's going to be a blast um and you know the theming of the the, uh roman gods it fits in very well within the um, area of the park where it is uh just outside of festa italia so i think it is going to be a a winner for bush gardens williamsburg for sure but another uh i actually want to talk about a whole park not just one roller coaster but Legoland New York up outside of New York City in Goshen, New York. It was supposed to open July 4th, uh, 2020. Obviously, COVID pushed that back. And it's not every day that we get a a brand new park opening in the United States, especially an outdoor park. I feel like the last big outdoor park uh, to open in the States might have been Hard Rock Park in 2008 or 2009. Having been to Legoland, Florida at the end of 20. 19. I really, really like Legoland and the like the level of detail and theming they put into their parks. Um, they've got two roller coaster credits. They've got the uh, Dragon's Apprentice and the, I believe it's just the Dragon. The Dragon's Apprentice is a kiddie coaster. Uh, Dragon is more of a family style coaster, but that's what Lego does. Um, what I'm more excited about is this trackless dark ride, which is called the Lego Factory Adventure. And it's um, vehicles that are by ETF. And 
uh, Holovus actually has this bit of technology, and we've got some videos that we've posted on our YouTube channel of the uh, the trains in action, but also kind of a digital rendering of the Lego Factory Adventure. Um, Holovus has this technology that can actually uh, transform the rider into a um, a 3D Lego figure, like on the screen. So if you're wearing a blue shirt, your Lego uh, figure in the screen will wear a blue shirt. If you've got glasses, your Lego figure will have glasses. It's an amazing piece of tech. And um, experiencing that in 2019 down at IAPA, if this, if they can do it at the level where it's being promised, that's going to be a complete game changer uh, for parks and rides in general. I think it's just, I'm, I hate just like every other coaster that we've talked about so far. I hate that 2020 happened and we didn't get iron Gwazi and we didn't get icebreaker or Jersey devil or Pantheon or anything at Legoland New York. But, you know, hopefully the absence makes the heart grow fonder and it will absolutely be worth the wait. Um, that being said, 2020 did provide its fair share of, of announcements for coasters that would open uh, this coming year. And um, obviously the, the big one here is uh, it's the coaster that could rival Iron Gwazi, should rival Iron Gwazi, will rival Iron Gwazi for uh, 2021 Roller Coaster of the Year. And that's the Velocicoaster at um, Universal Islands of Adventure. And Shane and John, I know you guys have been tracking this pretty heavily. Uh, Shane, I know you're a big uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World guy. What do you guys think about Velocicoaster and why is it going to be so good? Yeah, so I have probably followed this coaster's construction closer than I have any other in, in recent years um, for a few reasons. One, I'm to a huge Jurassic Park fan. I mean, I grew up with uh, that franchise, the Jurassic Park franchise, had dinosaur toys all growing up. I mean, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, but then also, uh, I have always been really fascinated by parks landlocked space constrained parks like islands of adventure that are able to build uh coasters into in, in such small spaces and so if you looked at this before when i first heard several a few years ago that there was a rumored uh intimate launch coaster being built in this plot of land is relatively small and so to see this whole this whole um complex this raptor complex so to speak come together in this massive coaster be built in such a small, a relatively small footprint has been, has really been interesting to watch. I think the ride itself is going to be, uh, is going to be amazing on its own, but I think how it's going to interact with the, uh, with, with guests, with onlookers, um, the, the, uh, landscaping theming. I mean, just, it looks like a, uh, all around, uh, a really, really, spectacle both for for riders and and onlookers shane what do, what do you think um yeah i agree i could not be more excited uh, i've been following this thing for a long time uh, as well and i think it's i think it's really going to change the game um for uh coasters in these resort parks um, because if you look at uh, what the park has been posting on their social media you can see some of this theming coming together. Um, there's uh, a big uh, raptor paddock uh, on the outside where um, in their announcement video, it seemed like there may be some uh, animatronics or some screens like interacting um, at a few points during the ride, sort of like uh, the Hagrid's uh, coaster will do. And also the trains, uh, the trains on this ride. Amazing. 
They look so good. Um, they've got those sleek headlights, kind of like uh, the new uh, Incredible Hulk uh, coaster has. Um, and the the seats and everything, it's like that that neon uh, blue almost. Uh, they've got the InGen logo on there, which is really great uh, if you're a Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fan. Um, I think the level of theming on this is going to be uh, exceptional. So beyond just being a great coaster, I think the theming is going to take it to the next level. That's awesome. Um, another coaster that's also pretty highly themed this year is a stunt pilot at Silverwood in Idaho. Um, it's a it's kind of a home game for RMC. Obviously, it's a um, it's a clone of the Wonder Woman and Railblazer, uh, kind of those smaller single rail RMC Raptor tracks. Um, very cool that it's going to a, a small park uh, like Silverwood. I will say the fact that these things keep getting built in places that are not really accessible for me is really starting to annoy me. Um, obviously, I know we were supposed to go to Texas last year, and we still might this year, uh, vaccine willing. They need to start building these single rail coasters on the East Coast, and I know they're, we're getting Jersey Devil. Uh, that's still a eight or nine hour car ride for me, or a you know a, a plane flight. If I could get one in closer driving distance, that would be great. Um, and then another project that RMC actually has a hand in, but it's an SNS design, is the uh, Dragon Slayer at Adventureland in Iowa. Um, it's a different track layout than a lot of the um, the SNS free spins we've seen at the Six Flags parks. Uh, most of them go by the name Joker, but there is a Batman or two out there as well. I think this will be a good good addition for a small park like Adventureland. I mean, it's a, a park like that doesn't necessarily need a high capacity running people through all the time. I mean, but when you look at Monster and you look at uh, Dragon Slayer, I mean, this replaced an old old uh, looping coaster they had that I guess was past its prime. And so it's a nice tie in to what it's replacing. Uh, obviously the old coaster was the dragon and this is the dragon slayer. And so it is a, um, it's a good addition for sure. I think they also had a, another spinning coaster a couple of years ago. So I think this is their third new roller coaster in the last six years. Wow. That's really good yeah, for them. For sure. And then a couple others uh, just to touch on real quick late, Last month, um, Dino's Wonder Wheel, which is where Coney Island is, Coney Island Cyclone is right there. They announced a roller coaster to celebrate their 100th anniversary. Uh, Phoenix, not a whole lot of details came out about this. It's a family um, inverted coaster. Um, It's got this really, really sleek bank turn that appears to fly over the uh, park's entrance. Uh, That'll be really cool. I think it was said that it was the furthest you could go uh, without actually going upside down, which I think would be really cool. And having not actually visited visited uh, Dino's Wonder Wheel, um, hopefully I can get up to New York at some point this year and um, just kind of do a, a New York tour of coasters, get the Coney Island Cyclone, get Phoenix, and get the uh, coasters over there at uh, American Dream as well. Well, that, that coaster's by a Vacoma, right? I think so. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't see a... Uh, I didn't see a manufacturer, so I th- yeah, I think it's one of those Vacoma suspended family coasters. So yeah, because last uh, in the fall, I just rode a Dragonfly at Dollywood, which is also a Vacoma suspended family coaster. And I know a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, there should be more of these because they're they're very smooth and they're fun and they're good family rides." So now finally, we're getting a new one. And and speaking of um, roller coasters that the world thinks we need more of, 
our, our good friends at Indiana Beach are adding a new a new I use new in uh, loose air quotes here uh, new roller coaster uh, from a park in Mexico. It's a triple loop Schwarzkopf. Don't believe they've given it a name yet. Uh, right now, it's just listed on RCDB as triple loop. Uh, because that's what it is. Um, but these co- coasters are known uh, for their forces, and uh, it was removed from that park in Mexico, and I'm really glad that uh, the United States is getting another Schwarzkopf. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree. I'm really excited. Um, kind of like you said with some of these other parks, uh, this is not a place that's really accessible to me um, or to really anybody from from what I heard. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. But I'm excited to, to see a new Schwarzkopf, especially – one of these kind of weirder designs that you don't really see uh, as much as some of their other, you know, more classic stuff. Interested to see what uh, the public kind of thinks of it and how it's received. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see like how much refurbishment they put into the coaster. Like, are they going to get new trains or just redo the existing trains somehow or how much work they, they have to put into it? Or are they going to put it? Yeah, I don't. I think by Steel Hog. Over in that area, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Really that's... nowhere, like on the in the main part of the park, right? We'll uh, we'll definitely see as the uh, the year progresses what Indiana Beach is gonna do with that coaster. I am, like I said, I'm excited. Uh, we will see what happens. If you're listening to this podcast, don't Google the history of that coaster. <laughs> <laughs> excited, cool. also a little terrified. Yes, or do then be aware of what you're walking into. <laughs> yes. But uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Coaster 101 podcast. Uh, if you want to read more about our most anticipated 21 coasters, uh, both in the United States as well as internationally, uh, you can text 21 coasters, so 21 coasters to 419-742-2101. As always, we're on social media, uh, wherever you can consume social media, and maybe there will be some new platforms in the year 2021, but we're at Coaster 101. Uh, be sure you're subscribed and you're liking and rating and reviewing this podcast and you're telling all your friends of how great this is and how much you enjoy listening to John, Shane, and Nick and I talk. Um, if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, fan mail, whatever, send us an email, uh, podcast at coaster101.com. Quick shout out to JM Music Design for our theme music, and we will talk to you all next week.